Welcome to episode 42 of The Modern Recordist. This is the podcast where we talk all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary, discussing inspiring and creative ideas around making music and art that creates an impact in the world. On this podcast, we sit down with musicians, songwriters, artists, producers, and all manner of artistic visionaries to learn exactly what we have to do and who we have to be to create meaning and live out our artistic visions. I'm your host, John Stinson, a Nashville-based producer, recording engineer, and mixing engineer, a collector of experiences, a lifelong learner, a lifelong teacher, and an artistic visionary in my own right, and I welcome you to episode 42 of The Modern Recordist and another edition of The Producer's Notes. These are the shorter episodes where I hang out solo in the studio. We will have Tambo Feet from Potluck Shows hanging with us next week, which I'm really excited about. That dude has a super unique mission and vision. He's traveling around organizing pretty much house shows and uh, dinners where he authentically connects with other musicians and he plays music and he brings people together. It's a house show tour. But uh, actually so much more than just that, uh, even the very way that Tambo Feet and I got connected really inspired me, and it's a testament to our modern times of recording and making music. So you're going to hear uh, more about all that next week, so make sure that you catch that episode uh, as Tambo Feet is going to share a whole bunch of unique ideas around his artistic vision for creating music and uh, creating an impact. But today, it's you and me hanging out and talking real. And I got a secret for you. You want to know something? A lot of the time, these producer notes episodes are actually confessions in disguise. Oftentimes, the thoughts and ideas I share on these solo episodes actually come up from an experience I've had recently, or a conversation, or an otherwise life experience, or lesson, and uh, to better apply it, learn it, and ingrain it in my life, I just go ahead and teach it. Because something taught is something learned twice, and when you teach something, you have the added benefit of helping to better the people around you. So I am going to make a confession today and uh, point some stuff out and see what kind of actionable items we can get out of this. So here's the confession. I have a problem with living in the past, beating myself up for decisions I made, and constantly mulling over what I should have done instead. It's a form of indecision, and I believe it also comes from a bit of uh, insecurity as well. And it's um, it's an insidious little mind game. As on the surface, it seems like a harmless little train of thought, but each little train of thought adds up. Really... What I should be doing is focusing all my brain power on the next action steps of what I'm working on and what's next on my journey to bring my vision to reality. In other words, what's the highest impact, best use of my time? And here's a little inside tip. It's not constantly second-guessing myself and scrutinizing the decision that I just made. The real important thing I should be doing is just moving in forward momentum. I already made that decision. It might not have been the best possible decision, 
but it's the one I made and rolling with that is one million times more productive than stopping to reevaluate and second-guessing myself. Hesitations like that get you knocked out in the title fight. It's the difference between writing a hit song that wins a Grammy or having a non-existent career where you don't complete any songs. The way I see it, there's two categories of living in the past. Let's call the first the sneaker. This category operates in the way I just described. This is where you have these seemingly invisible interactions with yourself through your internal self-dialogue. Um, it happens in like little tiny micro moments. And what makes this so sneaky is that these particular moments I'm talking about, these are things uh, that happened five seconds ago or 30 minutes ago, not five years ago or 10 years ago. The sneaker version of living in the past is letting yourself get distracted by things like, I should have taken that phone call with XYZ person during the coffee meeting. Or instead of going to the panel at the conference, I should have spent an hour mingling in the lounge with some different music business people. Or instead of that four-note melody played with quarter notes, I should have recorded this five-note melody played with 16th notes. It's basically a general con thought construct of, instead of working on this, I should have worked on that. But that's not the decision that was made, and that's not what happened. And reflecting on it and getting distracted by it won't change anything. We have to keep our eyes forward, and we have to worry less about these little decisions. We get to trust ourselves and carry on in confidence because constantly reflecting on and evaluating every little thing we do develops a, a, a habit of second-guessing ourselves, and it erodes our level of trust in ourselves, and it erodes our confidence, and uh, ultimately it becomes a huge distraction. Now, there's the other category of living in the past, and this one is a little more obvious, but uh, it has some uh, sneaky long-term effects. So this is the type where you're dwelling on things that happened five years ago or 10 years ago. And we should call this type of living in the past exactly what it is, regret. This kind of thing uh, where you continually punish yourself for a poor decision, um, typically it's just something that is really a neutral event that's no one's fault yet, just didn't go your way. Uh, this type of thing could look like, wow, I really should have spent those years of my career more wisely doing XYZ instead of ABC. Or, wow, I really wish I had spent time traveling the world for a while instead of going straight into college. Or, man, all that money we raised for that big project five years ago, it's gone. I, I should have used that money differently, and now those investors lost all that money. Thinking about these types of things that are in the past and dwelling on them is not going to change anything. It's only going to focus your mind on negative thought patterns that will not serve you. Uh, they will rob you of your confidence and ultimately attract more of the outcomes that you do not want. What you focus your mind on consciously or subconsciously is what you end up creating. And the insidious part of regret is that you end up subliminally telling yourself 
a story that you're not competent and that you don't have what it takes to do big things that when you step up the swing big, you just end up missing big. You know, said another way, you're secretly telling yourself a story that you're a failure and that's killing your confidence. When you focus on things like this, you're going to create more of this negative stuff. So how do we turn this around? I'd say the, the first place to start is by becoming aware of it and just accept it. Accept that you have a tendency to live in the past from time to time. Um, and, and just know that subconsciously that's there, that's happening. Uh, because we all do it and uh, only a, a portion of the time are we aware of these kinds of things. So then notice when you do it and work to pull it into your conscious mind. Um, you won't catch yourself every time because I'm pretty sure there's not a single person that exists that could catch themselves in their thoughts 100% of the time. But simply bringing in an awareness to the fact that you often live in the past and then noticing from time to time when you do it and cataloging that will cause a tremendous shift all by itself. And uh, this is where a daily mindfulness practice, specifically meditation, is going to get you real results in a low-stress way because you don't want to just trade one distracting thought process for another, like becoming obsessed with trying to catch yourself thinking about the past, that's a good recipe to stress yourself out. Instead, just let your subconscious slip into a warm bath, as it were, and decompress and rewire this thought pattern through a uh, mindfulness and daily meditation practice, which is a decent lead-in to my third thing, be patient with yourself. You're not going to change immediately, but you will, over weeks and months, slowly begin to unravel limiting thoughts and redefine the narrative and behavior patterns towards something that uh, will serve you much better. And uh, speaking of redefining the narrative, um, here's three more action items you can take to make that happen. Uh, first, video journal. Uh, this is something I've been doing off and on for the last couple of years. I like it because you can just start talking, which frees you from the bottleneck of trying to keep up with yourself as you write your thoughts down. Uh, I, I've uh, found in the past that trying to keep a written journal, A, is psychologically too hard for me, and therefore I won't do it, and B, I have trouble getting my thoughts written down as quickly as I have them, and uh, therefore end up with a fragmented documentation of what I wanted to say, which then doesn't really become effective towards anything, or it's, it's less effective, rather, uh, when I'm reviewing to, to look for trends and, and pull things out um, in, in a way that would be useful towards redefining my limiting narrative. So uh, I also like video journaling because it puts me a bit outside my comfort zone, which is always a good thing for personal growth. It's always a little awkward to turn on a video camera and just start talking into it. And it's even more awkward to then go back and review it at some point in the future. But uh, get over this nonsense and you will reap a lot of reward through this practice. 
And the second thing here is to get a coach. I mentioned this in the last edition of the producer's notes. Hiring a coach is one of the most heavy-hitting game changers you can do for yourself. When you look into what all the top-performing athletes, world leaders, and artists do, they all have coaches and mentors. The president has a senior advisor. The Beatles had Sir George Martin. Get yours. A coach is valuable because they can ask you questions that get you thinking about how to solve your own problem. What action steps you're going to take to create what you're working towards and uh, relate back to you in an objective way any potential limiting self-talk and beliefs they observe through having conversations with you. A coach is going to challenge you to push yourself help you form a strategy for reaching your peak potential and execute on your vision. They're going to hold you accountable and empower you to break through your limitations. If hiring a coach sounds like something you're ready to dive into, get in touch. I currently have limited availability in my coaching schedule at a discounted rate. So if you're interested in the ways that hiring a coach can empower you to break through your current limitations, shoot me an email at johnstenson.com slash contact and let's talk. Remember, there is no H in John. And so the third thing is to uh, get an accountability partner and otherwise surround yourself with people who don't subscribe to a self-defeating narrative. People who dream big and do big and they don't beat themselves up. People who don't hold on to regret but instead resolve to do better. They don't define themselves by failure. Instead, they use failure as a way to gauge areas for improvement. They accept responsibility for their actions and their outcomes that they are committed to, and uh, they are committed. They are focused and dedicated, and they're constantly working to improve themselves, and they avoid hanging around people who lack an equal level of discipline. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that for this week, and as always, make sure you get subscribed and stay subscribed to The Modern Recordist. There's two main ways to do that. One is to go to my website, johnstinson.com, J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. Remember, there's no H in John. And uh, when you're there, sign up to my email list. You will find the email list sign-up form right on the front page. Just put your email in there, hit subscribe, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you are now in the tribe of the modern recordist, and I will make sure that you never miss an episode. Uh, But if you are more of an iTunes person, and you like to use the podcast app that they have, um, just search for The Modern Recordist and uh, uh, click or tap that subscribe button. Get yourself subscribed there. And uh, while you're on iTunes, make sure that you take a a quick little 60 seconds to let people know how much you're enjoying this podcast. So go ahead and leave a rating and review on iTunes because good and honest ratings and reviews – are one of the most effective ways to let other people know how much value they will get out of being subscribed to The Modern Recordist. And it also helps us to continue to bring on great guests and produce great episodes that you enjoy. And lastly, another super effective way to uh, make sure that uh, people understand the value 
of this podcast and what you're getting out of it is to take just a couple of seconds to share this podcast with a friend or three. If you got something out of this episode and know some folks who would also get something out of this episode, go ahead and drop a link in a text message or email or Facebook post or tweet and let the folks that you're connected to know how much they would enjoy listening to The Modern Recordist and how much value they would get out of it. All right, that is it for this week. There's more for you next week, and in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.